Welcome to the world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us... JD. And Alex. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon. And a world for them to inhabit. Last time we were joined by Mike, who created a new companion who can join your traveling party. Angel, a podcaster who's not quite sure of where he's going in life, so he joins you to find his muse. We also created a Pokémon, Gabun, which is a little angel devil Pokémon that has two forms and switches back and forth. Yeah, it's the angel or the devil on your shoulder. Yeah, and it has the overworld ability to dig. And it changes between ground fairy and ground dark type. And today, we like to do our guest episodes three in a row. We have a guest! Guest time! Woo! Who are you? (laughs) Please introduce yourself. Hi, uh, my name is Christina. My pronouns are she and her, and I am very excited to be here. We're excited to have you! Yeah, you haven't been on this show yet. Yeah. (laughs) I have not but you both were on my show late last year. Yeah, yeah. talking about this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come full circle. <laughs> my, how the turns have tabled. We have guest questions. Yes. We haven't done it yet this season because all of our guests so far have been returning guests. Yeah. But we do have guest questions. Questions, if you will. Questions. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Our first guest question is, what was your first Pokemon game? My first Pokemon game was Pokemon Gold for the Game Boy Color, but I played it on one of those translucent pink Game Boy Advances. Oh, nice. Oh, Game Boy Advance? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm, that was a mm-hmm. good moment in time. Yeah, bring back games. translucent plastic technology. <laughs> and our other guest question, what is your favorite Pokemon? Oh, it's Poplio in a heartbeat. Oh, interesting. That's fun. Yeah. I feel like whenever we've asked it before, no one's had such a new answer, such a recent yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, and usually people kind of waffle between a few. Like, <laughs> you were like, you knew exactly mm-hmm. what it was. <laughs> well, part of it is because a while back I was on a podcast called My Favorite Pokemon, which was Ooh. all about what your favorite Pokemon is. And mm-hmm. I did a lot of soul searching before that one. <laughs> and since then, we've had Scarlet and Violet and Sword and Shield come out. But my answer is still Poplio because it's a very very adorable water type and I had Poplio on my team in both Sun and Ultra Moon because I really like its evolution line. I think Water Fairy is really fun but yeah. also... Oh, water Fairy is ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> maybe more importantly because when they announced the Sun and Moon starters, there were a lot of people who made fun of Poplio because they thought it looked stupid and yeah. so my protective parental instinct kicked in and I was like no, this one's mine. I love them. It was definitely the least popular of the three at the time. They say Bork? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's stiff competition against a cat, any kind of cat, and a borb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hate Popio got was... Unwarranted. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. It's okay to say it's your least favorite of the three. It's fine to say that you like the other two more. Mm-hmm. What brings you to Pokemakers today? To present for your consideration, I've designed a character, and I have two different options for her signature Pokemon. Ooh. Hello. Oh, we've already got details of this character. We'd better get over to the fame check. All right, so we're making a new character, naturally. And I believe, is the intention here to be a gym leader? Yes. Nice. So in listening back through previous episodes, y'all mentioned that the starting area is based on the island of Sicily. So my idea was that this town is maybe the first one that you encounter when you enter mainland Rencia. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about how when you're playing through red and blue, you have to go through pewter before you can get to really the rest of the region. Sure, you have to go 
get through Mount Moon and yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like the gateway city. This is your big welcome to mainland Rencia. Okay, so it's going to help introduce a lot of what you're going to find and see whilst you're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know who's really good to help welcome the player to the new city in the actual main landmass for the region? Go on. The head of the Visitors and Convention Bureau. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's, oh, that's really fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> We talked about Alola a bit already, and Alola really had a bunch of that kind of thing. Like, they had yeah. visitor centers on yeah. the different islands. Mm-hmm. That's fun flavor. Just, like, leaning into, yeah, this yeah. is a tourist destination. Like, <laughs> I love taking things that you already expect mm-hmm. to see in Pokemon and then just putting a little twist on it. Something that's just kind of there, and then taking it to make it, now it's a location. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And since so much of the major themes of Rencia are about history and tradition mm-hmm. and also innovation, like, a gym leader who is in charge of like helping visitors and tourism would also be really great yeah. to help spotlight some of those new sites and new amenities around the town yeah. or the yeah. city or whatever it is. I'm gonna tangent for just a moment here. Mm-hmm. Tradition and innovation those are such good words that yeah. I don't think we've used. Not explicitly like, I don't on, think. on the podcast <laughs> and like those are like the perfect words to describe the sort of like duality of what we're looking yeah. for. Like thank you for that. That's just great. I'm putting them in chat so we remember. Yeah to the extent that it kind of feels like each game should kind of lean in one direction or the other but also like with the three paths yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah that's great this is very good thank you Anyway, that's a great way of doing that. A tour guide essentially being like, mm-hmm. here's all of the historical stuff. Here's all of the new stuff. Look at, there's so much to see. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. as like, you so often get gym leader characters or other important characters are often the ones to show you around to these places anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In older games, it would just be, here's some random NPC to do it. Like I think in Gold, Silver, Crystal in Johto, like here's a random old man mm-hmm. who will give mm-hmm. you a Poker Gear town map app. Yeah. After you've walked around with them. Yeah, yeah. And later games, is like, here's a gym leader character, but they're just doing it to be nice. Let's make it, this is what they do. Yeah. Explicitly, yeah. Okay, so you mentioned the character is female. Last season, we only ended up actually having two female gym leaders. Yes. And to be fair, we only had four cis male gym leaders. Sure. But yeah, it's nice to get in there with some more ladies. Mm-hmm. I apologize. I haven't talked about an OC of mine on a podcast <laughs> in a very long time, so you're going to have to walk me through it. That's Normally, I'm the one asking people about their OCs. Yeah. Yeah, we can start with personality aspects or talk a little bit more about what she's going to look like. How old is she? Yeah, so I would definitely put her solidly in the middle age bracket. Okay. So probably somewhere in the 50s, maybe early 60s. Old enough to the point where you're like, maybe she had another job and then she retired and now is in charge of visitors and tourism. That's awesome. Last season, completely understandably, most of our guests wanted to make more of a self-insert type character. This is fair. But yeah, as far as physical appearance. I guess usually she's in work clothes. Mm. So like hair up out of the way, a nice collared shirt with short sleeves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a logo Sensible probably. pants, walking shoes, and a big vest over the top <gasps> that has like the Visit Rencia yeah. logo cool. on the chest pocket and maybe across the back too. And it's got big pockets that all of her Pokeballs are in. Oh, nice. I love that. With the shirt, in my head I picture it not just short sleeves, but rolled up, like pinned up, like a shirt that is designed mm. to have those, you know? Like the button flaps sort of on the side that like yeah i did already draw her and i'm dropping the picture in chat oh my gosh (laughs) or at least i sketched her i love it oh my gosh she's so cute she's she's so so cute. cute 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank so let's you. Let's talk it through. Okay, yeah. Her name is Chiara. Chiara. Because I wanted to pick an Italian name. I love it. Okay. I think it means clear and bright in okay. Italian. Okay. My other outline notes were that part of the reason why she is in charge of visitors and tourism is because she's very knowledgeable and she's done a lot of traveling outside of Rencia, but she's also so enthusiastic about local history, mm-hmm. yeah. local culture, local food, and she really loves sharing that with the player. And in the episode where you guys made Dr. Donna, mm-hmm. you mentioned that players could go to her for hints about the big plot that's yeah. going on, like she the main storylines. of the plot, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe Kiara could invite the player to go on other inessential side quests. Okay, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. hey, there's going to be a festival happening in this city in insert period of time here. Like, you should go check <laughs> that out. Or, yeah. oh, hey, they're supposed to be opening this new exhibit at this other museum, but they need someone to help carry a package someplace. Could you do a delivery <laughs> for me? I think we may have mentioned in passing at some point that we wanted to have quests as a thing in this game. Like Legends Arceus really introduced into Pokemon. Yeah, like ideas, a trackable so side yeah. quest system where you know what you're working on. Mm-hmm. One last little thing I wanted to mention though with Yara's physical appearance. Her hair. I love this hair you've given her. This pinned up. Like, it's very cute. Thank you. Slightly it, it, bushy, slightly curly. Yeah, yeah, it looks like she's pulled it back and she has been running around all day and she's very excited. Mm-hmm. But you can mm-hmm. tell like at the start of the day she looked very put together and professional and she's just having so much fun. Exactly. That's exactly what my hair does throughout the day as well. <laughs> Me too. My hair's always big. Your hair's always fluffy. She just has so much enthusiasm about her. She's so happy. <laughs> I love this. She is, especially since depending on what track the players would be taking, I think it's important to have a, hey, this NPC is very happy to meet you and she's a normal person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, compared to the professors who are a bit, uh... Much. Much. She's not gonna go climb a mountain or get distracted by a swarm <laughs> or be doing contests. That said, her interactions with Cedar would be fun. They'd both be really enthusiastic and excited and then he would just go to the nth degree and she'd be like, oh, okay, I was gonna read a book about it, but... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't want to impose on your design or anything. No, shoot. But I suggest one addition. Yeah, it's just a sketch. Badges? Like, not like badges, badges, but like pin badges, like buttons, mm-hmm. like flare, essentially, on her vest from local museums or restaurants or whatever, like little promotional flare mm-hmm. badges. I feel like she would have pins and stuff on her vest. Oh, wait until we talk about the Pokemon, Alex. Oh. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> That's making me think later we can introduce an idea of collectible pins for sightseeing things. I love Oh, yes. I would like to respectfully request that we transition to who's that Pokemon. It seems like you've got a suggestion for her signature Pokemon. We should perhaps remind listeners at this point, since this is our first gym, that gyms in Rentia are different from gyms in regions past. We don't have a type focus anymore, mm-hmm. but instead teams are very crucially going to have a mechanical focus. Mm-hmm. Think like it might be a weather team. It might be based around using certain stat boosting moves. It might be a trick room kind of team. Mm-hmm. But in some way, there is a tie-in. The Pokemon all mechanically work together to make a cool and mm-hmm. interesting battle. Yeah, so I mentioned at the start of the recording that I had two options that I had drafted out. Mm. But given the way that our conversation has gone, I have decided to only bring in one line of Pokemon. Okay. Okay. For this episode, at least. But I'm going to post a picture uh, in our chat. Oh my gosh. Like I said, I spent so much time on Wikipedia about indigenous fauna to Italy. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> so I have presented to Alex and GD two sketches of a two-stage Pokemon line, the first of which I have named Liz Swamp, but it's open to debate because my concept for these two Pokemon was souvenirs because I was lucky enough to get to do some study abroad when I was in college mm. and I also was a Girl Scout and <laughs> nice. one of my favorite things is always still to get a little souvenir of the place where I was during study abroad. I found a music box that played the anthem of the local sports team. So oh, wow. that was my souvenir from study abroad and it's still really special to me. So Liz Swap, I want to talk about this little guy. It's just a little guy. <laughs> Liz Swap, I have pitched as a straight normal type. It is a little lizard or perhaps a newt because apparently Italy has a lot of different species of newts and lizards that are endemic to it. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. It was based on a particular kind of thing. Newts, lizards, cool. We, I at least have a running list of animals that are specifically endemic to Italy mm. that I will reference from time to time. Mm-hmm. There are so many lizards and like little newt guys. There's a lot of lizards. There's a lot and of lizards. And some of them are really cute. It makes sense. It's a hot part of the world and it's relatively isolated as well by being a peninsula. Mm-hmm. But mainly the idea came to me because I was like, a Pokemon where it collects things and then it shares them with people that it likes. So I have drawn Liswap with <laughs> its little pebble that it carries around. Aww. Because it's a very important pebble. It found a cool rock for you. It did. <laughs> it's like, look at this cool rock. Me too, bud. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. Cool rock is an important is an important emotion. <laughs> the number of Pokemon we've got who want to collect and get things. You know, we've got Dragate. <laughs> yeah. We've got Fethevery. I have yeah. an idea for another one. This is the collecting region. Yeah. We're collecting. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about from your sketch at least what this little guy looks like. Big head, big cartoonish head, and yeah. big over besides cartoonish eyes. Very friendly. Love mm-hmm. it. Big broad mouth. Kind of Muppet-like, honestly, but that's not a bad thing. No, no it's that's, not. That's an excellent description. Can I also talk about Liz Swap's evolution? Yes, please, please do. do. Liz Swap, the cute little Muppet fella with precious rock and little stripies <laughs> on their legs. I would like to have evolve into a bigger lizard with this kind of vest-like component to its body mm-hmm. on which it just has so many cool rocks and gadgets <laughs> attached. You could probably sneak a Geodude, a Pukumuku, a Roganrola <laughs> on there. Oh, wow. How big is this guy? I haven't figured out the scale yet, but <laughs> the point is, small Pokemon could definitely hitch a ride, especially if they could be mistaken for a rock or a trinket. Okay. And I like the way on this one you had stripes over it, particularly on its tail and stripes here and there, and then that becomes the main body mm-hmm. patterning for this mm-hmm. evolution. Your notes also describe it specifically as a swap vest. JD, are you familiar with? The thing that comes to mind more than anything else is Disney pins. Very similar. Yeah. When I was a Girl Scout, we used to do swap meets. Yes. Which was essentially everyone would make a bunch of handmade little pins or some kind of little trinket of some kind. A little craft that you could attach to a uh-huh. safety pin. Yeah. And then you go to the swap meet, or at least from where I grew up, you go to literally anything with a whole bunch of Girl Scouts at it, and you trade them around with each other. So your vest might have this cute little guy that's just a pom-pom with googly eyes and like <laughs> oh. craft foam feet attached to it. And like on the bottom it'll say it's from Taylor in Troop 6157. So then it's also like a record of all Uh the people that you meet and then you can trade on swaps as you go further and further. (laughs) But yeah, a Pokemon for sharing and traveling. Exactly! It's very much in that same vein of being a tourist and discovering things, taking little bits and pieces and yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like a visual record of where you've been and the people that you've met. Exactly. Which I find very charming. This is also again a draft name but I 
was coming up with the option to name them Trincatola. <laughs> because apparently the Italian word for lizard is Lucertola. Oh, okay. I did yeah. not know that. I hadn't looked that up yet. I figured trinket lizard. Trincatola. Trinket That's great. lizard. Correct. That's great. This is a trinket lizard. Yeah. I love it so much. I haven't <laughs> thought about swap meats in a long time. <laughs> Oh, one other thing that I just thought of, since Lizswap and Trinkatola are both collectors, mm-hmm. although Lizswap only has enough room to carry one thing around at a time, mm. and <laughs> Trinkatola can carry many, yeah. in addition to being Kiara's signature Pokemon, you could probably see these a lot in archaeological digs around Rencia, mm-hmm. because Ooh. they could just wander around the dig and just pick up random things, <laughs> stick them on their back. I mean, honestly, I'm looking at these, I feel like this can probably be just a very commonly found Pokemon throughout yeah. Rencia in general. Mm-hmm. You said it was normal at the start. Does it gain a type when it evolves? Yeah. I figured the easiest quote-unquote souvenirs that a Pokemon could feasibly pick up would be like probably different kinds of rocks and things. So sure. Swap gains the rock type on evolving into Trinkatola. So it's normal rock. Cool. Cool. Okay. I love it. Big fan. <laughs> Okay, what kind of color scheme are you thinking? We didn't talk about that yet for Kiara. I can't wait to come back to that mm-hmm. after we've done some of this. And like, you know, a lot of time we want to tie in her color scheme to her gym type anyway, but then she doesn't have one. So mm-hmm. normal and rock for a lizard, that's wide open. Yeah. And Trinkatola, maybe like more of a khaki color body. Cool. And maybe the swaps stripes are more like muted natural tones in green and red. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I was thinking you've got like some of those depot greens, brownie orange kind of shades. Mm. Fits in both grasslands and rocky, craggy, deserty lands. Yeah, yeah. And then on evolving to Trinkatola, most of its body goes still khaki, but also darker sandstone, mm-hmm. maybe even like muddy brown for a color scheme because all of the colors are in its trinkets. So yeah, that's the color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be sort of a mishmash of a lot of colors. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. The rest so of it. many collecting <laughs> No, that's great because... I... It's a theme that we've got throughout the region now. It is. <laughs> and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but is your gym leaning in that kind of direction? Yes and no. Okay. We'll come, we'll, back, we'll to come back to that then. thought that just occurred to me, you can very easily have Liberty's grab pie be introduced trying to seal things from a Trinkatola <laughs> and it not going over very well. Yeah, very yeah. fun. Yeah. And then again, same again with Dragate right? with Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, okay, let's talk about abilities. Lizard abilities. Yes. Lizard abilities. <laughs> What are your thoughts? For Lizswap, I was thinking of having the abilities pick up and run away. Pick up because, you know, it find an item. That's extremely fitting. Yeah, it's just Alex's new favorite ability. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have recently- It's so good. I have recently had to tell her that we're not allowed to give any more Pokemon on that because we have too many. This one doesn't count though. Ah, <laughs> but you didn't tell me. <laughs> this one has to. She did art. Yeah. <laughs> can't deny this. <laughs> Funnily enough, Runaway was Alex's favorite ability in season one. Was it? Yeah, that was the one you gave to everything in season one. <laughs> Not as many things have that this time. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest here, Lizswap only has to run away because the image came to me of this lizard trying to run away with a rock in its mouth, and I was like, I have to give it run away now. Mm. What about when it evolves, though? Probably still retains pickup, but maybe sturdy is an option. Oh, interesting. Because mm. look at the, this is a very solid lizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple suggestions. Going yeah, shoot. Because bear in mind, Pokemon can have three abilities with their hidden ability as well. Based on the way you've described this here, as this scampering lizard who's got this awkward item in his mouth, unburdened feels like it could be a fitting ability. Oh, 
unburden. Unburden is where once it is no longer holding a held item, if it starts with a held item and then loses that, either because it uses it or it's lost or through whatever means, its speed is doubled. Mm. I think that'd be a really good one for Trinkatola. Fair enough. Yeah. In my mind, that feels like it would be a thing to be a hidden ability regardless. Yeah, yeah. Another thing, you mentioned Sturdy. You've got all these sort of loose, rocky items. I'm thinking about abilities that do exist already in Pokemon, but specifically a variant ability that we made last season. Yeah. Rough Skin and Iron Barbs are two existing abilities in Pokemon. We made the ability Splinter. Ooh, that's a good one too. Which is just when the Pokemon takes physical damage, it deals a small amount of damage back to mm. the opponent. And we put that on Gigantry as yeah. well as some of our rock Pokemon because rock splintering off. And think about mm-hmm. you've got these small rocks that are only loosely attached anyway. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also conveying the idea that they're like the pins with like the sharp oh, poking. Pins, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to suggest something akin to when there's things on the ground that you step on and they're sharp and pointy. Spikes. Oh, um, entry hazards. Yeah, entry hazards. I thought you were going to say when it gets hit, some of the pins and stuff get knocked off and now there's entry hazards on the ground. That's interesting. <laughs> and potentially terrifying. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hit it, and now there's spikes all over the place. Entry hazards, long-standing aspect of Pokemon, especially popular in competitive play. And they mm-hmm. started with originally spikes, and now there's stealth rocks, poison spikes, yeah, and mm. sticky web as well. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, they were just implemented by their own moves that just set those out. Mm-hmm. But Glimmit and Glamora in Scarlet Violet have the signature ability Toxic Debris, which is when it's hit by a physical move, it sets toxic spikes up oh. on the opposite side of the field. That's the thing I just. Mm. Yeah, Stealth Rocks is an option there. It's less useful because only one layer of Stealth Rocks does anything anyway. Mm. But also Stealth Rock is by far the most powerful entry <laughs> hazard. So that would be fine. <laughs> that would be a way to potentially really power this Pokemon up. And like flavorfully very unique yeah. and fun. Perhaps a hidden ability that's yeah, just yeah. like... So it's playing in Toxic Debris, Rocky Debris. Yeah, I can vibe with that. When it gets hit by a physical move. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, powerful, and a little bit scary. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so chill. He's not going to hurt you. It's fine. <laughs> Look at this chill lizard. Some lizards are sticky, right? I, Is that a thing? Yeah, more newts and salamanders, I think. Okay. Yeah. But we've got some of that going on yeah. here in the design anyway. Because another ability with items is sticky hole. Mm. Where no matter what, it can't lose it, its item from what the opponent does. Mm-hmm. It, okay. You can't knock off the item. You can't swap it. Maybe sticky hold could be a hidden ability for Liz swap. Mm. Okay. And unburden would be the hidden ability for... Or Trinkatola. Okay. 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 That's cool. We're settling with the abilities pick up, run away, and hidden ability sticky hold for Liz Swap and pick up. Rocky Debris, our new stealth rock setting ability, and Unburden is a hidden ability for Trinkatola. I'm okay with this if you two All are. Alright. I'm good with it. Alright. We've made a compromise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got the poker, we've got the trainer, but we haven't talked about the gym itself. There's the whole design of the gym itself, which we've already touched on just a little bit and everything. And I want to get to all that too. But first, I really want to get down to what Kiara's mechanical theme is for her team. What is her strategy? How does she battle? What does she do? I, Christina, I'm not much for strategy when it comes to Pokemon. Most of my teams are sweepers. That's okay. That's very fair. So since I'm not good with strategy, I didn't really, I didn't really worry about coming up with like a specific strategy for Kiara. That's fine. We can discuss this and talk it through and everything. Yeah. I did have a concept 
for her team makeup because I really want her team to be kind of, I guess cosmopolitan is a word for it. Obviously, she will have either a low-level Trinkatola or a high-level Liswap. We mentioned this is the first town on the mainland, but we hadn't specifically said that your idea is for this to be, if not first, then a very yes, early yeah. game. I think compared to, like, Scarlet and Violet, you're supposed to be able to do anything in any order. That's and we, we've discussed this, that we have a problem with that. The gyms still have a clear order and you can't just take them out of order. We do like the idea of being able to do them in any order and having some degree of... Level scaling. Level scaling yeah. and balancing. Yeah. But there can absolutely still be suggested orders, recommended orders, mm-hmm. oh, like, yeah, yeah. things that make the most sense. So, like, coming here will just make the most sense. She would have fully evolved Trichotola, but then the rest of her team would be Pokemon that she's befriended in her travels across other regions. Okay, Ooh. yeah. Think about tourism, going to different regions, regional variant Pokemon. She should definitely have a minimum of one regional variant Pokemon yeah. on her team. Yeah, from a different region. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, you could even have it, like, she's got both Marowak and Alolan Marowak or something. That's fun. Something along those lines. I like that you say Marowak because like, ah, uh, no, never mind. I was going to suggest a sort of theming thing that we could lean into of Pokemon that have items. For example, Blissey, like with the, the egg thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you said Marowak, who's got like the club, but those aren't mechanical. Those well, are aesthetic essentially. So maybe not. Except that both of those Pokemon have also got signature held items. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, to come back a little bit to the potential for mechanical themes, based on how we've described these Pokemon, I've got two suggestions. One of which is very much a theme around using held items and mm-hmm. like various ways to do that. Like Yeah, th- and I was thinking that as well. And that could also be a great thing to do as an early game gym. And yes, then, teaching this yeah. core concept. And I think that's probably the one to go for. The only other suggestion would be an entry hazards theme, like yeah. team. I do like the mechanic essentially being held items because then it doesn't really matter necessarily what Pokemon these are. Like we can have this array of Pokemon from different regions and that still works because you can give any Pokemon an item. Yeah, the more advanced teams, you can have some kind of psychic type or like a Pokemon like Lopunny using with Klutz to play around with swapping items around. Sure, yeah. You can have a dark type that can steal mm-hmm. items. Oh yeah. The Pokemon for this is a perfect mascot for Pokemon with items. It's a Pokemon with items. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Well, thank you. <laughs> what does the gym look like? Right, yeah. So that's the mechanical thing. Yeah. We haven't then talked about the contents of the gym so, as well. Including the gym puzzle. You've got to have a good gym puzzle. My concept for uh, for Kiara's gym is there is a building where you go to have the fight with her specifically, but the gimmick for her gym challenge is sightseeing. Oh, okay. So kind of like how it is in Scarlet and Violet, you go to the gym, you get your gym challenge, mm-hmm. and then for Kiara's gym, she gives you a little souvenir passport, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta go get stamps from all of these locations. Yeah, there's three or four gym employees who are just like, oh, hey, I'm hanging out at the front of the museum. Mm-hmm. I'm hanging out at the best bakery in town. Yeah. I'm hanging out at... Some ruins or something. Yeah, at the ruins or at the center of town. And you go there and you have to earn a certain number of stamps before you can go fight Kiara. Yeah. I would make one slight suggestion to that stamp collecting challenge yeah. though, to tie it back into this whole item theme. Make it a scavenger hunt. Ooh. Okay. And again, you still have these gym employees at these locations and everything, but they give you specific items and it can be like, again, one can give you a berry or like held items you would yeah. give to your Pokemon. Okay. These items then are like those souvenirs you're collecting from yeah. these locations. Yeah. Oh, and when you get all of the stamps and the items that you need to be able to go fight Kiara, the last note that I had for her as a character is like, 
she greets you at the gym like, did you enjoy seeing my city? <laughs> did you see anything that you liked? Did you have a good time? Yeah. Gotta Maple. collect them all. Gotta <laughs> see them all for the sights. Uh, I love, I just, this is so good. It's so good. I love this. <laughs> Thank you. Also, I love that I was just like, man, this lady looks like she should have some like pins or badges or something. And then you're just like, here's a pin badge Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> So today, we have made a new gym leader, the first gym leader of Rentia, Kiara, who is essentially a tour guide for her local town. She works in the tourism bureau office and helps show the player around the town. A bit of an older woman, middle-aged, 50s, early 60s kind of thing, and she's just very happy and excited to show you around. Her gym mechanic is specifically using held items in battle, and so all of her Pokemon will be using that when you battle her. Kiara's signature Pokemon is Liz Swap, the Super near lizard Pokemon with abilities pick up and run away and hidden ability sticky hold who evolves into Trinkatola the swap lizard Pokemon with the abilities pick up rocky debris and the hidden ability unburden so Christina thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me on the show this has been a lot of fun where can people find you on the internet the people can find me on the internet if Twitter is still existing by the time that this episode airs I am on Twitter at seawoodsart I have an art blog, which is illustrationsbychristina.tumblr.com. And I have a couple of other podcasts. I have The Home for Wayward OCs, which is a podcast about original characters where Alex and JD have been guests to talk about the Olsea region and all the Pokemon and NPCs they came up with for that. I also have a podcast, Loser Like Me, which is a Glee recap and review podcast that I co-host with former guest and friend of this show, Tanner. Which JD has also which I've also been on. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as The Tia and Rio Show. Cult Classics. And Them's the Fact. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. You can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers. And you can find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pichu. P-T-C-H-E-W. Don't forget to check us out on the Pocket Podcast Network Community Discord. Or if you'd prefer, you can send an email to fiercepodcasts at gmail.com. But until next time, gotta, gotta make, make them all. all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hey y'all, come right in, make yourself comfortable, because you've found the Home for Rayred OCs. It's a podcast where I, Christina, talk with creators about their original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. Characters like Atticus Flint, a planet-hopping mentor dad, Jacques Salachi, a solar punk seafaring chef, Sequinox, a season-themed magical girl squad, Sheena the Talking Cow, and a whole team of post-apocalyptic contract writers. To hear about those OCs and more, listen to us on your local podcatcher of choice, and talk to me on Twitter at WaywardOCPod. I hope you enjoy your stay!